You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, masters of ass and amateurs of astrology. I'm Rachel. And I'm Audrey. What's happening? Again? I'm sorry, I don't know. Every time I'm like, which one are you going to do? Which one are you going to do? I also love how like our beginning, our intro is like, all thought out and like business like professional and then we just fucking break down into chaos after Hola. we have no idea what to say after Hola. hello um welcome yes today is fun today is great i always say today's fun it's always fun with us it's always fun with the ass and the trology <laughs> exactly i'm who's the ass and who's the trology it depends on the day yeah i was gonna say i was like it's audrey and then i was like mm, but it's me too <laughs> so i want to hi little uranal beads and those who have not joined our um, yeah welcome squad yet welcome to the newbies how's everybody doing you can't respond no but but, but what, you can respond in your mind to exactly us. we 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 care we want to know how you are the sun is so we care um we totally care anyways what i wanted to say was November 30th, mark your calendars. This is coming out either, the I think it's coming out the day before, November the day 30th. Before. So you might be listening to this a week after, you might be listening to this the day before, you might be listening to this months after. doesn't matter, but point is, look back at this time in your calendar, the 10 days before November 30th and the 10 days after, you will be feeling the full moon effects. But on the November 30th is the full moon. Straight in there. Yeah, we're I, doing I an episode on cal- calendars. We're doing an episode on the full moon in Gemini that's coming up. This is very exciting. It's our first full moon episode. But before we dive in, what Audrey, is your internal what? weather? Oh, <laughs> you, you dick! Beat you to it, bitch. <laughs> um, mine is a hazy, kind of foggy kind of wet morning so before the the haze has lifted and burnt off Mm. it burns off oh it does holy shit that's (laughs) such a cool oh that's so cool (laughs) have you never heard the phrase oh it will burn off no i've heard that in other things not to do with weather yeah it literally just like evaporates off that's so cool wow Mm. that's nice yeah it's because i'm lightheaded Mm. Mm. Sure, internal weather. You dick. <laughs> mm, dry. Because I'm dehydrated. Um, <laughs> I would For say, once, you're I would, not wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say dry. I would say, like, wind that takes away all the sound in the space. So it's only oh, yeah. wind. It's only wind. Mm. And then I would say some kind of, like, random-ass wet leaves... Oh. smacking on you that was really vivid yeah and a nice bit of like You're you welcome. said asmr sounds for the episode audrey was talking about asmr soundscapes now imagine wet leaves clasping <laughs> on your face <laughs> okay enough of great. this nonsense right um yeah so that you know that's that's um that's the internal weathers we'll chat about where we're at later <laughs> Give us the overview of the full moons, Rachel. <laughs> so, in case you don't know what full moons are, and you might not, that's fine. Um, so, the full moon is um, the climax of the lunar cycle. So, the full moon is literally where, from the Earth's perspective, the, mo- the moon looks full. 
Um, and so this is therefore a kind of, in astrology, it's seen as a moment of release, illumination, clarity, culmination, truth, and also confrontation. Um, this is a really bright and bold moment in the lunar cycle. It's the moment where the sun is the brightest it is in the sky. Um, and in astrology, they then bring to the surface things that might be hidden and in, ter- in turn, they can kind of cause a bit of intensity, a bit of chaos, a bit of like, oh my God, I'm feeling so much right now. Mama, Magical ma. energy. Magical energy is beautiful. And um, full moons make us feel probably more energized, more social, a bit more outgoing, but they equally, because of that, can be quite draining and exhausting. And so... If you're watching this the day before the... If you're watching this? We don't have a YouTube channel. (laughs) No. If you're... There is this clearly unconscious part of my brain that wishes we were doing it as a YouTube channel. slips. You've been doing this the entire time. (laughs) Literally. Um, If you're listening to this, the day it comes out to the day before the full moon, you might be feeling quite a lot of intense stuff. And then maybe in a few days come back to this thought and think about how do you feel now? Do you feel a bit drained, a bit tired? Because that can be a thing that comes up. And equally, if you're listening to this months or a year or whatever after the full moon, go back to your calendar, see what you're doing, see if you have any photos mm. from that from that weekend, mm. from those few days. Because um, there, there, yeah, there yeah. might be some, some interesting things coming up. Definitely. And if you journal, go back to the date that you journal. Oh, you that's know? such a shout. Yeah. Um... Full moons bring things to a kind of tipping point um, because they're that culmination, that climax point. Um, things can be, this can be like a really powerful push forward for things. So it's not necessarily the end of something, but it's quite a catalyzing moment for mm. certain things. So that might be emotional things, that might be professional things, that might be personal things, whatever. Um, and also because obviously after the full moon in the cycle, um, this after the full after its fullest moment it shrinks again and so there's also a sense of shedding of letting go as we move forward and as the moon cycle retreats mm. and so it's a good time to set affirmations of letting go as well yeah. so they're kind that's kind of an overview of how we can use and utilize mm-hmm. the full moon and what it can do to us definitely energetically and if you want some kind of practical things we can do i think we would call this full moon rituals yeah um, which we so, love exactly so these are kind of physical in the real world practical ways that you can start planting the seeds sending intentions manifesting um during these kinds of magical atmospheric times mm. um so it can be as simple as journaling with intentions and manifestations um it can be journaling and then you add some candlelight to that you know yeah. Uh, you can play with your senses, you can add some music, you can um, boil some, boil what? You can burn some some oils, there we go. Mm. And uh, you can cleanse your space, you can bur- burn herbs and shit, you know? Yeah. Just like, psh. Yeah. Uh, Collect some herbs from your local area, mm-hmm. burn them good stuff. Yeah, I took some rosemary from a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> steal them. Just steal some herbs and burn them. Um, yeah, there's great ways to kind of, like, cleanse a space. You can also literally cleanse your space, like, clean it. Yeah. Organize it, clean it. Yeah. Make it tidy. Anything that kind of changes the dynamic in a space, the, the, the energy in a space that we cannot see. Mm. Um, anything that makes you feel good. This might be really personal as well. You can also create an altar. You can, um, do a ritual in water. So you can take a bath you know and and it's it's all about doing these kinds of things having these practices but with mindfulness with setting the intention of it um so you can also add some mantras into this you know if you think words help you kind of um 
manifest things. Yeah. Create yeah. some mantras, some personal mantras for yourself. You can add some movement. You can dance. You can mm. move for it. You can move to the to the full moon. You can move to the atmosphere around it. You can also bring in crystals and tarot cards, which are kind of the traditional spiritual things you can do. Tarot cards, you can, we've done actually a reading, I think for our birthday episode a while back. Yeah, was it tarot or was it goddess cards? Um, I don't remember. It was but they're the oracle other. cards, yeah. same, 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 same thing. Um, same but different, but same. Uh, yeah, so you can, you can bring some cards out. You can use crystals. I'm a rock collector, so I have lots of crystals laying around. You can organize them in some kind of like energetic pathway. So you can like create little patterns on your floor. I don't the know. The way your face lights up when you talk about rocks. It's so fun. Audrey always calls me a nerd. And then yeah. she says she has a rock collection. <laughs> and we know who the true nerd is. Geology. Geology. <laughs> um, Shout out to Harriet, the geologist uh, in yes. my life. Yes, true. Yes. I'd like to talk to her about rocks. Yeah, sometime. I think you would. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, and then also with rituals, you can you can do it solo or you can do it with your buds. We've yeah. done we've done moon rituals with buds and it, oh, crazy shit has oh, happened. Crazy stuff is so fun. It's so fun. Or you can do it with yourself. You know, you yeah. can you can have the moment for yourself. It could literally be as simple as like lighting some candles in your room, crawling under your covers, and just like sitting there and, and thinking or humming or making sounds or squirming mm. or moving. However, whatever yeah. you feel. Point yeah. is, we set intentions, and there are some physical ways that we can create the atmosphere yeah. that we want for this. Yeah, defo. So from here on out, we've talked to a very brief overview of full moons and how you can use full moons. We're going to like deep dive into every aspect of full moons. So we're going to look at the astronomy, so the more scientific side of things, the mythos, the folklore, the magic behind them. And then we're going to talk specifically about this current full moon, so the full moon in Gemini and what this means, what energies are going to be here, what can we harness and those kind of things. But a little bit of... Astronomy. 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 Rachel, show me your astronomy. <laughs> okay, so this is, as I said at the beginning, it's the lunar phase where the moon's surface is fully visible from the Earth's surface. So from Earth. Mm-hmm. That was a really dumb way to write that, wasn't it? It um, like almost makes it more complicated than it is. Yeah. It's when you can see the moon's surface and it's fully round. Although obviously the moon's not fully... I'm going to shut up. You know, up we see this like circle thing in the sky yeah. that's like greyish. Greyish, like, it's got some circles. 50 shades than... of grey. It has a little fr- some variations. <laughs> so true. You know, some craters um, and shit. And as I said earlier, the full moon is the climax of the lunar cycle. So um, the day after a full moon is counted as day one of a lunar cycle. Yeah. Um, Where it waxes and wanes. It's beautiful. So the full moon occurs when the Earth is located directly between the sun and the moon. And so you'll remember this word, the ecliptic, which is the the ecliptic around the Earth is the center point in the sky between eight, nine degrees north and south. And within that is where the zodiac constellations yes. are. Yes. Yes. The you, ring. The, the ring, ring. The imagina- imaginary the zodiac ring. ring. Not the Saturn ring. No. But a ring around the earth. An imaginary ring. An imaginary ring. It's just a it's just a visual aid, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about in the scientific say it's about when the the moon's ecliptic and longitude the oh fuck me you got this. It's when the sun and moon's ecliptic longitude 
differs by 180 degrees. Yeah. So there is something directly between them because they're yeah, yes. halfway between, right? So um, the period between full moons averages as about 29.53 days. And because we know that, there's also a formula that we can use to work out the date and exact time of a full moon. And so we can do this, we can track moon cycles far back into the past and far, far, far into which the future. Which is so fun. Which is sick, which is really cool. And this is why it's really interesting because... Um, we can then look back at significant points in history where we have historical accounts or evidence that show that a full moon was occurring and then we can find out if that was actually happening and then we know the exact date, which is obviously really okay. useful for civilizations who don't use the, the modern calendar that we yeah. use. So I think, was it, um, I mentioned it maybe in the Scorpio episode, that Rome, no, the Libra episode, mm. that Rome... They say that the civilization of, of Rome was set was established under a Libran full moon. Okay. I think that was it, okay. um, which was really interesting. So that's mm. and then we can go back and use this formula under it. The formula is really complicated. So I'm not math, math, which I don't get. <laughs> that's all. okay. We're not here to get math. No. We're here to try to understand things. Yeah. Um, because of the brightness of the full moon, it's not a good time for other astronomical observation because the light mm -hmm. of the moon overpowers the light of the stars. But it is obviously a very good time to observe the moon. Mm -hmm. And so we learn, before we had space travel and we went to the moon, um, it was a very good time to learn things about the moon and the moon's surface. So obviously we know that the moon has been impacted by lots the craters of... craters and shit. Yeah, craters and shit. It's good stuff. Um, and then when the moon moves into the Earth's shadow... So when so you have a full moon, mm -hmm. and then you get the moon traveling into the Earth's shadow, and that is what creates the lunar eclipse, which is when the moon turns into that reddish hue. Mm -hmm. And a lunar eclipse can only occur on a full moon. We don't have eclipses every month because the moon passes slightly north or south of the shadow. Oh, okay. Right, and so that it misses the kind of sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And so you've also got to remember that like this doesn't happen every month because the orbit of the Earth and the Moon isn't flat. It's on an axis. It's on different axes, they bend, they're also not perfectly spherical either. Mm. So this is why these things change, because you've got to think about, especially with the Moon, when it travels around to the side near the Sun, there's a more there's a pull towards the Sun, mm -hmm. which is slightly stronger than the pull towards the Earth. Oh, as okay. as it were. Um, with this in mind, a lunar eclipse occurs about every six months. Sick. Which is interesting, and then you so, but you also have then like partial lunar eclipses and total lunar eclipses. Um, and a lunar eclipse, you'll only be able to see it from a specific point on Earth every time. Um, we attempted to see a, a total lunar eclipse, didn't we? We kind of did see it. We saw it very briefly. Primrose Hill. Yeah, when was it? It was the beginning of last 2019. It's like January. It was the blood moon. Was it 2019 or 2020? No, it was 2019 because it was second year. Yeah, because we lived at the flat. This is so true, yeah. yeah. We walked at like 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. We walked to Primrose Hill and we attempted to see it and it was really cloudy. But we did see it for There's a brief a, time. Yeah, for like, I feel like it was a good like five minutes that we yeah. saw it and then the rest of the time it was just cloudy. Cloudy, but it was really great. And there was like a community of astronomers Yeah, there, was, there. there were loads of other people there watching it. It was great. We had our crystals. <laughs> yeah, and they had their telescopes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit. Which was super it fun. It was freezing as well. It was fucking cold. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like going back to bed and then waking up like, three hours later and going to a lecture. Yeah, yeah. We chose yeah. to do that to ourselves. In the name of the moon. Mm. The name of lunar discovery. Lunar, lunar discovery. <laughs> um, some stuff about moon, the moon in mythologies and yeah. folklore. Wait, 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 we're transitioning from astronomy to 
myths and folklore. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted that vibe. <laughs> okay, so um, we did, way back at the beginning of this year, when we started the pod, we did an episode about the moon. Yeah. Um, and so I recommend also going and looking at that, in that we talk about the significance Listening of that. Oh my fucking god! I think it's because I think I think I because we do it in life. Yeah, I see us do it, yeah. and so I want them to see yeah. us do it. They don't see us. No, though. I'm sorry. I'm actually not sorry because this I look, is the format we chose. Yeah, <laughs> the medium we chose to put our work. <gasps> I will unpack it. Okay, so. I recommend going back and listening to the episode we did on the moon in that we talked about more specifically the moon as a planet in astrology. Yeah. Um, but I talked briefly about the, the moon being associated with lunacy. And so lunar yeah. and lunacy having the same derivative, being of the same derivative word. Yeah. The full moon holds a more intense association with those things. And it also has a very strong association with insomnia as well. Mm. And I think that relates to it being so bright that exactly. you can't sleep, right? Yeah. Um, and then loads of magical phenomena are associated with the full moon. The most well-known being, and I'm going to... Every time I've tried to read it aloud before, I couldn't do it. Lycanthropy, mm. which is werewolfness. Werewolfiness. Woof, so woof. so it's where somebody, Ow. someone who is bitten by a werewolf Ow. traditionally transforms into a werewolf on a full moon. Didn't I recently howl at the moon? You did. Didn't you do it with Dan? <laughs> you scared Dan? I think so, yeah. We were, we were walking. Was it... It was in October sometime. And I was like, ow, ow! And Dan was like, oh my god. <laughs> it was funny. I think it's fun sometimes, you know. If it comes to you, just do it. Just howl at the moon. It's really nice. Yeah. So werewolves occur as an early proto-Indo-European folk figure. And if you don't... Proto-Indo-European. So that is the the early civilizations that lived in the area of um, European and... And in your in the European what, what, continent, the European continent, the, or the Euro, the Eurasian continent okay. is the way. To, I think is that the way you say? It? I think it is. I think so. Because, um, and I don't know if you know this. Forgive me if you do, but a lot of Germanic Scandinavian folklore has a lot of similarities to a lot of Indian and Hindu folklore mm. because the civilizations that they derive from uh, came from the same place geographically. Yeah. Um, so. They have werewolves then vary in these different places, and then they obviously travelled from Europe to the America through colonisation. But with that in mind, there are also examples of werewolf-like creatures and phenomena in indigenous cultures globally. Yeah, they and, must have travelled before that. Yeah, when they there's a documentary I watched. People come from one one spot in like middle Africa. Okay. Yeah, that one spot, and everybody and then, just walked out from there. Just but made then the last. They say the last kind of like landmass to gain civilization was the indigenous American people cool. to come because they get across that little bit of where Alaska Russia and Russia, Alaska and it was icy then, so yeah. they could walk over walk it and walk down. It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Way before colonial times, a hundred percent. Um, so a really good indigenous example of werewolf-like creatures is the Navajo skinwalkers, mm. um, and that obviously becomes a more warrior-associated thing. So, um, and these kind of early figures, like lycanthropy, becomes associated with an initiation into the warrior class. So um, Navajo skinwalkers used to wear the skins of wolves or yeah. different animals, and that would embody within them the power of that thing. Oh, okay. Um, 
there's lots of really interesting examples of this culturally with different animals. There's one that occurs in lots of different places in the UK with deer. Um, and there's an artist called Hannah Taluki who did a piece called Deer Dancer. And she looked at the relationship between the embodiment of deer and patriarchal masculinity and hege- ah. sorry hegemonic masculinity yeah. uh, super interesting highly recommend looking yeah, at Hannah Taluki's work yeah. she's great um, mm. belief in were- werewolves developed kind of parallel to witchcraft and their bastardization occurs much in line with the development of Christianity right so obviously prior to Christianity's domination of like the globe um, things like uh the Druids and that kind of culture existed much more frequently, was much more widely accepted, and obviously with those things came in the belief in witchcraft, in werewolves and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then obviously these things get demonised and hunted down, and so actually alongside the kind of witch hunts of the 15th and 17th centuries, there are also werewolf hunts, mm. which I didn't know about. <clears throat> um, and there are a couple of predominant examples in what is Valais and Vaux in modern Switzerland. Ah, which is really random but interesting okay um and then a couple of other things so psychologists have found no evidence of the full moon having an effect on human beings however (laughs) hilariously the bradford royal infirmary in bradford in the uk um found a dog was twice as likely to bite a person on a full moon than on any other day bruh it's true it's true and we're all animals yeah I'm twice as likely to bite you, Rachel, on a full moon. It's just, <laughs> it's just true. <laughs> I don't know what to nip. tell you. You wouldn't really bite, though. You'd just be like, little nip. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't bite. No. And then finally, each full moon in the cycle has um, of the year kind of has a name. Um, and there was a really interesting publication from the 1930s called The Farmer's Almanac, which shares the Native American names for full moons. Um, so two examples is the wolf moon is January, the harvest moon is September and October. Yeah. I love the moon names. I think they're beautiful. I highly, The ones in The Farmer's Almanac are really, mm. really beautiful. Um, but obviously then it was, again, it was published, it was written by a white guy. Yeah. Mm. One of those things, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> it's Picked not okay. <laughs> um, so tell us about the full moon in Gemini on the thirtieth of November, twenty twenty. I'm losing all my words today. Honestly, I don't even. I'm gonna try to explain my research, and I don't even know if I get it yet. So. Okay. Full moon in Gemini. It is also a partial eclipse. Now, I'm going to try to break this down a little bit, but first what I'm going to say is if you're curious about each sign's reaction to this full, this specific full moon, um, look at a YouTube video right into the search box uh, written in the stars by Rux, R-U-X, um, someone that does YouTube astrology talking about this, and I got some information from them, and I got some in- information from Kelly Rosano as well. You can look at Kelly Rosano's video, and they gave me share vibes it was oh, hysterical <laughs> i was watching i was That's like is so this great is this share <laughs> like the embodiment very, of share yeah, I was, in astrology i was very confused but I anyways like keywords for this full moon slash partial eclipse adapt flexibility don't take everything so seriously because our minds will be blown and that was <laughs> from written in the stars by rocks okay cool um so this moon is gonna be in gemini this moon is in gemini Um, Gemini is about consciousness, awareness, perceptions. It rules the conscious mind. It rules your thought patterns, your style of speaking and listening. 
it rules the duality of two minds because remember it's the twin mm. so we will feel, feel quite scattered in the mind oh my god i know i already feel it (laughs) we'll feel quite scattered in our thoughts the news and media will be quite interesting as well because there might be some interesting kind of dual perceptions and scattering going on there um and then also gemini is a mutable sign so the news will also potentially um give us we'll we'll get some news maybe potentially like globally from the media that will require us to adapt and adjust oh please don't be a longer lockdown lockdown. i mean what can you do um so the how does it sit then with the sun and sag because right now then the sun is also in sagittarius Mm -hmm. and so when you're looking at full moon astrology you want to look at what the moon is in but also what the sun is in because they're working with each other so Sun and Sag. Sag represents expansion of consciousness. It rules religion, belief systems, travel, globalization. So the questions that you're going to want to ask here, because full moons light things up, right? Mm. So the full moon is going to light up Sag's truths, your personal truths, your belief systems. So you're going to want to ask yourself, is this still my truth? Yeah, okay. Um, what What do I want in life? Um, and with the manifestation of this, make sure that when you're manifesting and setting intentions, affirm it as if you already have it. Okay. Because when you affirm it like that, you'll attract it. Yeah. It will happen. Um, so yes, like I said, truth, wisdom, beliefs, think about what, what do we believe now also as a society? So think about how news and media can also kind of disrupt this. Um, it's this, this, Full moon is going to be a little bit about breaking the patterns of belief. So it will be uncomfortable because, again, this is illuminating things. Mm. Um, so, again, ask yourself, is this still true for me? Is this still my truth? Society's belief systems will be challenged and your worldview will be rattled. And right versus wrong, what you think right versus wrong is what you think is right, what you think is wrong, it will be challenged. Oh, Holy fuck. It's quite intense, this one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all intense in some way, but definitely <laughs> right now there's quite a pinnacle of energy happening. The yeah, pinnacle yeah. Of, of, of processes coming to a close, and I'll talk about that in a second. Which makes sense, right? Because this is also... Hang on, when is it? The the It's the penultimate full moon before the end of the year yeah. as well. Yeah. So also something I would I would say is important to look at here is because... The moon is in Gemini, and Gemini rules Mercury, or Mercury rules Gemini. Again, they rule each other. I don't know what the they fuck. They suck we each other. Yeah. They're 69. Yeah, we need to figure out, but it's not Cancer, but yes. <laughs> That's a symbol for Cancer. Anyways, um, <laughs> haha, astrology jokes. Um, look, <laughs> Mercury governs Gemini. There we go. It governs Gemini. <clears throat> and so I think it's important to look at what sign Mercury will be in during that time as well. Mercury is going to be in... Uh, Scorpio on the 30th of November Mm. so because Mercury is in Scorpio and Scorpio is about mystery shadows secrets this is secrets will be revealed secrets are coming to the surface there might be unexpected news this also might also depend on our charts as well Mm. how we relate to it so again go and look up on YouTube if you want to see specifically how it relates to you and your signs in your chart okay interesting um because it's too Fuck, much to I'm go I'm a bit into nervous here. now. No, you know, what the impression I got from, from what I looked at, from the people I looked at online, was that it's actually, it's not scary. It might, it's uncomfortable. Mm. It is uncomfortable because things are changing. Our thoughts are changing. Our yeah. Every, 
societal thoughts are changing as well. So it is uncomfortable, but I don't think it's actually scary. I think it's it's more like change that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? That makes sense. That makes sense. And it that that's interesting about the fact that it's a Gemini full moon. Gemini is really Mercury, looking at where Mercury is, that being in Scorpio, this relationship to secrets coming to the surface and the sun being in Sag and this being, this question you pose, is this still my truth? Is this what I want? Is yeah. this what I'm manifesting? Definitely. Um, yeah. And so also thinking about Gemini as, as an air sign, um, air is thoughts, right? So thoughts we create. We create mm. things, right? It's all creation. But then actions is when we receive it. So it's go. It's kind of saying here, during this time, you'll have a lot of thoughts. You'll have a lot of manifestations, intentions. Amazing. Create those. Mm. And then make sure you follow them up with action. Because right. otherwise they're not going to happen. They're just thoughts. They're just creations. Right. Um, so yeah, so full moon, they're, it's lighting a path. It's showing the way forward, which is great because we're going to feel very scattered, but there is a path then. Mm. Um, so... It's kind of saying here, like, it's going to feel scattered, but make decisions because Gemini is not great at making decisions, right? Make decisions, make a choice. And if you're not ready to do that, the universe is going to step in anyways and make, and make it for, for you. you. Okay, so yeah. if you want control in that, take control take, in that because yeah, you're okay. not going to get okay. it. It's like the don't. crossroads, right? You've got loads of options. Yeah. You find it difficult to decide. Just exactly. roll with it. Exactly. Go with one. Now, something that I am trying to wrap my head around here is that this full moon doesn't have any aspects nothing is aspecting it right okay so nothing big like big planets are like conjunct or sextile or whatever nothing's trine or trine nothing's aspecting it mm-hmm. um so the moon itself this is what someone said and i don't really understand it but the moon itself is the star that's kind of i think they meant the star of the I, yeah i think it's like the i think it's more of a metaphor than it being exactly it's not, a star. it's not a star but the moon itself is the star of the moment that's what i would take mm-hmm. it as um so yeah so it is a partial eclipse so full moons, I'm going to reiterate this again. I like to kind of, um, you know, s- say a lot and then keep reiterating things because that's how it makes sense in my yeah, brain. Definitely. But full moons have a tendency to bring up, uh, bring light to feelings that you didn't know you had. And so I think also in this sense, the feelings are there, but because of Gemini, the thoughts are there. So maybe even thoughts that you didn't know you had in some way. So unconscious kind of yeah, thinking yeah. and unconscious beliefs. This might feels be very up. up in the head, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and with this, it's showing you new potentials, possibilities, ideas, all emerging in your life now. And so you're going to want to kind of lean into the strategies and solutions and ways to kind of solve these and go forward with with these. Okay, yeah. So another, another thing about this is you're going to want to look back to where you were around the time of May 22nd, 2020, because this was a new moon in Gemini. And so this means that the cycle of learning is now complete. Okay. Because it started six months ago in the new moon in Gemini, and it's completing six months later in the full moon in Gemini. So the cycle of learning is complete. So reflect on where you were back then, Mm. in an emotional state, in a life state, wherever you were, and see what themes came up to the surface of your life then, and then try to compare them to now. Ah, okay. um, because they're likely to be reflected now mm. as a time of completion. Okay. So that was a beautiful gesture. Thank you. I wish. Ironically, I could have seen we don't it. have a YouTube video and mm-hmm. nobody can see. It's true. It's true. It's okay. I'll always be doing good gestures. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this full moon and eclipse 
then is is both the end, right? It's the end, it's completion, but it's also the start of something. And this is what I want to lean into for later because I know we're, we should do an episode on this very, very soon. Something new. Come on, sing something it. New. It feels so right. No, I'm over to it. Be here with you. Are you seriously <laughs> gonna complete it without me? <laughs> I could sing. I need to get this fucking thought out, and then I'll go into high school musical. Okay. 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 <laughs> so what's cool is that the next two hundred years, as of this kind of end of twenty twenty, the next two hundred years will be leaning into air energy. We're gonna be moving from Earth age to air age. Mm. Um. So this is moving from Capricorn to kind of more Aquarius ideals, and I'm saying this because Saturn and Jupiter are moving into aquarius yeah um and the reason i say then this full moon is the beginning because it's the beginning into this into this um period of change yeah into this transition from capricorn to aquarius so from these uh, past 200 years of materialism capital yeah. right that that like structures, structures. like concrete mm-hmm. yeah implementation into ideas action information so um the research i was doing everyone was saying that a quantum shift into the air signs is about to happen the full moon is a support into that mm. so it allows you to start getting into that into space that. Yeah. So use it to get into that jupiter is about to enter aquarius <clears throat> done with capricorn it's time to get ready to shift into the air signs saturn's also entering aquarius on the solstice of december 21st um, so the air signs will be the dominant energy for the next 200 years, and we're entering a new era. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, didn't come I was up trying with to that. read it. I was I like, didn't come up with that, I swear. Just for anyone who is a visual learner, she spelled it, she spelled era, A-I-R-A, so it's era. And then I wrote lol. Um, <laughs> don't forget. Lol. Lol. So... What is this about? Innovation, scientific breakthroughs um, that have the capacity to raise the standard of living for everyone. Mm. I'm just going to look at so some other So let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. It, it bodes well for us, really. Um, I would think so. Especially, I would say, ditching this kind of hierarchical, Capricorn-y kind of like, get to the top, materialism yeah. view. I love Capricorn vibes. I think Capricorn vibes in people <laughs> are phenomenal are phenomenal in society not so much it's just because it's been bastardized right exactly like if you think about things that have happened in the last 200 years we have industrialization we have <laughs> lads, 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 <laughs> lads, lads, lads. we have like the real affirmation of kind of patriarchal values yeah because i i mean obviously it's different in different places in the world but definitely in the uk Things were a bit more liberal prior to 200 years ago and the Victorians come in and they come in with these really like antiquarian Christian ideals and that really positions mm. women as lesser, right? And so this like, the the sexism we understand the world by now definitely gets introduced mm. only about 200 years ago yeah. in the conscious mind. Yeah. Um, you have capitalism, materialism, consumerism, climate change, mm-hmm. two world wars, a multiple yeah and and i was gonna say dominating racial domination yeah you know you have all these kinds of ideals that are built up of get of a of a almost a pyramid so mm. it's always about the top 
Yeah. And forget about the bottom. Yeah. Forget about the masses. And so this is what's interesting about the Aquarian age mm. is that it is, um, as we've spoken about Aquarius before, but it is like rebellious. It's forward thinking. It's conscious of of masses. It's okay. conscious of of um it has urine <laughs> urinal <laughs> i was gonna say urinal it has uranian energy so it has this kind of like technological outlook yeah. I- sharing of ideas but also revolutionary um it is it, and it's, it's quite be interesting i don't know there's something about the air quality of it being quite rapid as well yeah like um very intense very chaotic but in very rejuvenating ways yeah, and I think hope, that's a really good let's thing. Let's hope we don't distort this. Either. Yeah, I'm just looking as well because, and we talked about this ages ago, ages and ages ago, but in astrology, you also get astrological ages. So we're talking about the movement, or was it Jupiter and Saturn mm-hmm. from Capricorn to Aquarius and that being a huge shift but you also get these even vaster periods of time in astrology, the astrological ages where... Um, Time moves between the 12 signs and the length of a cycle is almost about 25,000 years. It's a really long period of time. Mm. And obviously this is kind of vaguer in terms of dates. But I remember talking about this, I think at the beginning of the year, that we were kind of in an age of Taurus, but we're currently going through a transition period because depending on the interpretation by different astrologers, some people say we've already moved into the next age, which is an age of Aries. Some people say it's going to happen in the next kind of hundred years. So these things are kind of changing and and shifting. uh, The side I'm looking at says we're in Pisces. Oh, interesting. This one says Aries. So I guess it, I mean... This is a very quick Google, so I guess we got to see what they base it off of. Um, but it is interesting to look at these kind of wider, big, um, expansive viewpoints yeah. of the zodiac signs and where, where we are on a global level instead of a personal personality um, one lifetime level. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I just find it interesting that also, like, so many of these things in a vaster scale have occurred during a Taurus age, so yeah. an Earth age. Um, again, that almost that double Earth of the Capricorn and the Taurus mm. and how that's been shifted and changed and yeah. then moving into something else in, within this time period yeah. is interesting. Exactly. So, fuck me. I now will say it is the start. Of something new, it feels so right. You're, right. Looking, you're really looking intently into <laughs> my eyes. Here with you. Are you gonna bite me now? Yeah. Little what is the? It's the TikTok thing. Hold on, it's a TikTok thing, not biting, but growling. <laughs> it's got. It's a weird fucking TikTok what? thing. What? People will just like look into the camera, and be like. Arr. It's Ooh. really weird. Arr. I don't like it. Arr. I can't do it. <laughs> you could totally do it. The kids nowadays are like... Arr. The kids nowadays are weird. They're growling. So there's that, everybody. That was heavy. That was, um, but interesting. But good and shit. we're going to set intentions. Are so we going to do a full moon ritual? Should we do I a- think it would be nice. And you know what I was going to ask you? Mm. Bef- as I'm asking you where you are ass in life... Mm. I also would like you to throw in there um, maybe some kind of intention or manifestation for this full moon. Ooh. I'll think of mine as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to think about it for a minute.
Okay, okay, I think I've got mine. Mm. So I talked a bit uh, last week about how I've been feeling quite socially anxious. And I've been unpacking that a lot this week. And I did a lot of really good unpacking last night, speaking to best friend Daisy. Shout out Daisy. Um, We got got a lot of shit done. The Minto. The Minto. What a legend. Um, So I did a lot of unpacking about that and was thinking a lot about um, how a lot of, I think, the... There's a lot of hypocrisy in my feelings about what's going on. But a lot of it seems to be tied to the uh, satisfying my inner child, my ego. Mm. And um, that being something that I've just kind of allowed to happen this whole time. Mm. And so I guess thinking about this new moon and thinking about this question of what is my truth? Is this still true for me? I think is going to be a bit of ego death in that sense. Mm. I really want to... I really want to push myself to work through the things that I've clearly held to be quite true in my friendships mm. and let them go because they clearly don't serve me because yeah. I wouldn't be feeling this way if they didn't serve me, I think is something I'm cool. thinking about. Yeah. That's does that awesome. make sense? That, that does make sense. It makes sense on one level and then there's the other level that I, I don't know because you're not giving um, the deeper part because it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you, I get you. Like, yeah. so I get what you're saying on the I'll words level. I'll tell you about level. it later, honey. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get, did you hear that? I get to hear it. <laughs> but I just, like, I mean, I, I think it's also, like, it's not that it's... It's not a secret. It's, it's not a secret. That. It's more that it's just, like, it's information for myself. I think if I share it, I'm I'm still... Perpetuating I'm perpetuating something. something. I feel like that 100%. You know? And stuff. so yeah. I think that's something I need to configure in my brain. Yeah. Um... I also, oh, second Mm. thought, just thinking about this full moon being the start of this shift into a Aquarian age. Mm. One of the things that I will talk about about my ego is that I, in social, in my social spheres, I unconsciously position hierarchies. Oh my God, me too. All the fucking time. I've noticed this recently. More than semi-recently. Yeah, and so I didn't... (gasps) I just said the last six months. Wait. That's the lunar. That's my completion. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's my completion. <laughs> you sound like you're coming. No. <laughs> That's my completion. <laughs> Can you imagine someone saying that though? I'd be like, all right. Interesting. <laughs> it's <a bit> intense. <laughs> um, Please keep continuing. Yeah. So I think, uh, and that for mm. me is... It's my ego, but it's also definitely the influence of the hierarchical structures we exist within. Yeah. Right? And so I think there's something in parallel here about the disillusion of those things in my personal life, in my social life, Mm. and the disillusion of those things in the world Mm. as we move into the Aquarian, the air age, the era. The age of Aquarius. Except it's not an age. It's different to an age. It's just the, the, Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. Yeah, but age of Aquarius. It's from Hair, the musical. I like era. The era of Aquarius. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, Where are you, ass? Where am I, ass? Um, yeah, I think my kind of intention um, slash mantra slash uh, thing to live by right now, and I've been talking about it in therapy, um, and yeah. I, it goes along with the, with the, is this still my truth? But it's, it's, for me, it's more defined as where do I stand? So actually what is my truth? 
instead of is this still my truth? Okay. Which I guess both make sense, mm. but for me it's now it's it's about making decisions and it's about being grounded and not letting these external perceived hierarchies waver my truth. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So for me it's it's where do I stand? Yeah. Where do I sit? Where do I stand? How does it sit in me? And, and how that, can I sit with it? Mm, and is that... Uh, uh, sorry, sounds so <laughs> loud, but no. Is that active? Is that like, where does, where does the external position you? Or is that where you position yourself? Is it like where I want to stand? Or is it more like, where am it's I now? Internal. Okay. It's internal. It's where do I stand inside? And how can I sit in that? grounded in that and be able to share externally okay okay without the the perceived hierarchies Mm. around me without letting that waver Mm. or diminish or have me submit Mm. or um yeah yeah fuck yeah yeah fuck yeah yeah (laughs) fuck yeah fuck yeah Um, if you were to make a sound for, for this full moon, what sound would it be? Oh, I think it would probably be that, but I'm feeling quite lightheaded, so I'm a bit tired. Now. Okay, I'm going to try to make a sound for this full moon. Go I think on. I kind of did it, but I want to I wanna <laughs> establish it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my sound. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, I think that's mine. What is it making me think I think of? that's mine. I think it's making me of the bop it. Bop it. Didn't the guy Twist on the bop it used to make noises like that? Pull it. Flick it. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Blow it. <laughs> Wank it. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Send us your 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 mantras, your affirmations for the full moon. Are we going to do a ritual? Should we do a ritual? Right now or just... No, on the full moon. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And and shall we shall we maybe share it? Yeah, we can we'll share it on our Instagram. Yeah. Um I think that's nice. That's super nice. So yeah, let us know join in. Yeah, that would be Follow us on our Instagram at astrologers double s. Yeah. And we will maybe post Maybe we can live stream it. Oh, my god. We got content. It's like we have like not that many people following. Yeah, there's gonna be like two people. It's gonna be it's gonna be that time when you, me, and Millie uh, (laughs) fucking live streamed. Yeah. Does anyone else um, during lockdown part one? um, Did anyone else just randomly live stream to see what it was like with your flatmates? We did, and then we did some improv music, and it was hilarious. It was pretty funny. Um, anyways, yeah, so we'll put that on our Instagram. Yeah, but let us know what you're thinking about in terms of these things. Do you have any thoughts? Do you mm. have no thoughts? That's also cool. Are you tired during a full moon? Because mm. I get fucking tired. I fuck that psychologist thing about the full moon doesn't affect you. They're knackering. I feel drained as fuck. I feel drained yeah. after No wonder we bite season. people twice as much. <laughs> no, it was the dogs. Yeah, but we're animals too. Yeah. Is Hallie a biter? No. Well, when she plays, she'll like bite things. Hallie's my dog. You should uh, Um, should check with your mum whether she gets twice as many next week. (laughs) I will. She she's totally affected by the moon. She's a little Gemini bitch. Oh my god, she is a Gemini, so she'll totally be affected by it. (laughs) Well, that would be so funny. Yeah, (laughs) she's gonna be running around. Yeah, just biting uh, shit, catching those sun rays. Yeah. Okay. Well. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you don't already, 
give us a subscribe. We like you. And leave us a review. It's our, it's how we know whether you like us. Yeah, because, you know, we love Uranus, and I hope you like ours too. Yeah, 100%. So give us a subscribe, give us a, a rate, give us five star, give maybe a, do we have comments anywhere? Um, on our Instagram, or you can leave reviews. Oh, you can leave reviews. Leave a review. And um, follow us on Instagram at astrologers. That's with two S's. Emphasis on the ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Elizabeth Coleman. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Audrey Barvey. Yeah. That's two E's in Audrey. No E-Y. Two E's, please. Thank you. She gets really offended if you type <laughs> So it offended. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thanks, guys. Um, Have a good full moon. Yeah, see you in the future. But also, time is a construct. Suck my ass.